morning, good morning, St. Paul's, Twin Cities. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Unbougie Foodie. It is a wonderful Saturday morning. You know, I'm surprised by the weather, but, you know, maybe folks that are from Minnesota, born and raised here, they're used to this. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, but yeah folks might say you know well you've been here long enough so you could kind of get used to it i don't know i'm thinking november is a time when you should have some type of rain i thought it would probably be really snowy or something anyway i'm glad that it the weather is the way that it is right now so i hope you all are gonna enjoy it just as well uh once again i want to thank you for tuning in you know i'm here every saturday at 10 a.m uh, and, you know, we've just come off from a holiday. I mean, we're, we're I shouldn't even say we're, we're even done from it, really. Uh, but I really want to just talk about this past holiday and what you what you had, <laughs> you know, for Thanksgiving. Um, what were your favorite things that you had or maybe what was the most unique um, thing that you had? if you would um i would love to hear uh what you feel or what you you know what your thoughts on on that so please feel free to give me a call here from the start uh right here at the radio station 651-200-3479 again 651-200-3479 um you know that's going to be kind of our subject um today um along with a few other stuff that i'm going to be talking about um uh, one that's a little bit serious uh, and wow, I already have a phone call. So give me one second. Hello, caller. Thanks so much for calling WEQY, the uh, voice of the East Side. This is your host, Wesley. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, man. I heard you talking about. What we have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> Morning, girl. <laughs> you know hey man, listen. I love the unbougie booty, man. I was, I was eating, but I did, I did good this time, sir. But uh, Grandma laid it out. You know what I mean? We had dirty beans. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, man. Oh man, dirty beans. I had some macaroni and cheese, but with like uh, uh, rigatoni. Uh, noodles instead of like regular elbow. Nice. Very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And some greens that was to die for with just the right amount of meat in it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like just greens. It was like beef and greens. That was all the hood. And sweet corn bread. I can't stand that back alley. Fried. <laughs> no, no flavor corn bread. You got to give me sweetness in that thing. And some sweet potatoes. Um, You're going dad. all in. You're so, yeah, my, so I funny. My dad don't eat pork, so yeah, like turkey, ham, all kind of stuff cracking off in there. Uh, See, I'm jealous. And some gravy, and then my mom makes this fruit salad. Well, not my mom. My stepmom makes this fruit salad uh, with the uh, with the marshmallows and the uh, the, the fruit salad and the Cool Whip. Oh my goodness gracious! Do they yeah. call do they call that ambrosia? I mean I don't know what he called it's like hood ambrosia. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's the same. 
like that, boy. <laughs> it was good, man. That's so funny. Now you didn't make me hungry. I didn't eat nothing. No, you can't. You have to go. <laughs> Any leftovers is what you're supposed to be doing and making some type of like quiche or some other type of dish, you know, especially for breakfast. And if not that, then for lunch, you should be having some type of turkey sandwich or some other type of, uh, my father would probably say goulash with a whole bunch of stuff. Goulash, in there. Whole Just. Bunch of stuff. Just put some put some eggs in it or something like that, or maybe throw some sausage in along with everything that you have, and you're you're good. So you, yeah, you're you're hilarious. Thanks so much, girl. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's our station manager, folks. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> Anyway, that is the kind of stuff that I'm hoping to uh, engage you all in. And um, I'm looking forward uh, to just, I want to hear. I really want to hear what you've had. Um, I'm going to share with you some things that I've had, definitely. Um, You know, and it's going to be, I thought it was quite interesting. I mean, I have, you know, some friends invited me over two sets of friends actually not that I'm all that popular because I need to put that out there but uh, just that you know they when they invited me over I I, I, I never know what to expect in, well I take that back in one situation yes I know what to expect um, you know they wanted to have a more traditional type of meal um, the other gr- um, group of friends um, they are they're they're experimental, so they will try certain things um, very different, um, but turn out wonderful. And I, I shouldn't even say different because what might be different to me might be something that is standard for them. So, you know, um, I, I'll start off by saying that. You know, the friends that are experimental, they had about, a, I think, a 14 or 16 pound um, turkey. And I was, you know, I was curious what they how were they going to prepare it? Now, mind you, I this technique that they used specifically, and I'm giving a shout out to Aaron. Thank you very much uh, for allowing me to sit and watch you while you do all this and, and actually help have me help. So I appreciate that, too, because I learned something. Um, I had this 16 pound bird. And at first he made a butter a herb butter mixture, if you would. And of course, you know, your your standard process of, uh, you know, if you would. I, and I'm used to kind of like cutting in between the skin and the actual flesh of the in this case the turkey or chicken if it were um and then just kind of like massaging the butter mixture that herb butter mixture in between that uh, the cavity I, i'd say or in between the skin and the actual uh flesh or muscle of the bird and then we did that all over but while he was doing that, he had me mix uh, butter and white wine. And you're thinking, what are you going to use that for? Uh, 
dad's actually going to be to base the chick uh base the turkey and i i had not seen this before or um heard of this before and i'm quite sure that it's probably something not new but it was new for me it was very very new uh and I also learned another technique in association with that. So after I'm sitting there mixing the butter and the white wine together, which has me thinking, I wonder if you could do Moscato. Anyway, uh, it was some white wine. I think it was just a, uh, I forgot what what brand it was, but if uh, standard white wine, I don't know if it was a Chardonnay or if it was a Pinot, a Pinot Grigio. I have to find out from him, but he had a cheesecloth and he cut enough of that cheesecloth. And after he had already completed his process of putting the herb butter uh, underneath the skin of the turkey, um, he laid the cheesecloth on. Well, actually, I shouldn't even say that. We actually dipped the cheesecloth in the wine and butter mixture that I was doing. So I was, you know, whipping that using um, uh, a whisk and whipping the butter and the wine to hopefully incorporate it all. Um, But when once we completed that, then we dipped the uh, cheesecloth in that mixture and then he laid that on the turkey. I mean, uh, on the breast and along the sides of the Uh, of the leg and of the wing or wings I should say Um, and he put that in the oven uh, and there was still of course the butter and wine mixture that was still there so that was what he was using every 15 or 20 minutes Um, you know I think it was we were supposed to cook that at 325 degrees for about four four and a half hours um, so every 15 minutes, he would baste the turkey, you know, again, on with the, che- you know, the cheesecloth is already on it, uh, with that butter and wine mixture. Now, you're probably thinking, well, what is the purpose of the cheesecloth? Well, as you know, when you're trying to um, baste any type of, with you know, bird, <laughs> chicken, turkey, whatever, um, you don't want that to just simply slide right off. You want that you're hoping for that basting to remain or stay on the turkey or the or the bird that you're actually you know have in the oven. So the cheesecloth helped retain all of that moisture and the butter mixture on top so that the breast of the turkey was moist i mean when it came out of the oven and it was really done um and we started to carve the turkey i mean it was cooked all the way through perfect timing and everything that we did uh, that he did on that um but it was cooked all the way through and it was moist it had a nice golden uh crust if you would the skin was nice and golden brown um and it just it it was just a new technique to me and i just thought was it was very it was exciting to see that and to participate in it so that was one that was uh, that was different for me or that was unique for me i'm going to remember that in the future aside from you know i'm quite sure you've probably seen online 
um, pictures of turkeys or chicken you know, wrapped in bacon, you know, in, le- in lattice style, uh, meaning that, you know, the bacon is um, crisscrossed, if you would, uh, and then laid across whatever bird it is uh, and then placed in the oven um, to give it that additional rich flavor. Um, bacon always does that to any dish anyway. So in this instance, for us, it was making sure that that bird was staying moist by putting the um, the cheesecloth and using that butter and white wine mixture. So, yeah, try that. I, I would encourage you all to try that just to see um, see what you what your results are. I know ours was it was really great. I was very, really surprised. I really was. Anyway. Uh, Again, as I mentioned, I would love to hear some of your uh, unique uh, and even your favorites um, dishes that you've had. 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. I am here to take your phone calls. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Galopeshi, (laughs) for calling in and telling us about uh, all those wonderful dishes. And yes. Thank you. You have made me hungry and I need to go and have something as soon as I'm done out of the out of the booth. Um, you know, I, I know we're going to be coming up to a new feasting time. I, it always seems that, you know, from Thanksgiving or from, you know, when you have Thanksgiving all the way up until I suppose what Christmas, the 25th, 26th of December. Um, people are just eating. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it might just be, I'm bringing donuts in, uh, for, to the office or we're going to have a potluck. (laughs) Yeah. So I know we're thinking about what you're going to probably make, bring whatever, whatnot. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, right now though, you need to talk about what you had (laughs) for Thanksgiving for the your holiday feast. And you know also what you're going to do with any type of leftovers. I was just giving uh you know the suggestion to go a second ago or a few moments ago. Um those leftovers, I'm telling you, you can truly make a wonderful quiche. You have some cheese and some eggs and maybe chop up some of that turkey and I'm not sure about the green beans. I mean, it depends upon what type of green beans you did. Because I did have some really great green, like a green bean kind of casserole. That was pretty good um, this past weekend. Um, but I had a fr- I had a friend. One of my friends did a uh, wild rice with um, a sausage and mushroom. That was wonderful. Just think about all of that. If any of that type of those ingredients or those items are left over you could put that all together in a nice quiche uh, or make some omelets you know today is saturday it's only what two days from the day that we had all this great food (laughs) don't let it go to waste uh that's the other thing if you have any ideas of what to do with your items that you have remaining from your feast on thursday and Friday, because you know some folks say extend that into Friday. Uh, give me a call. Let me know. Uh, also, let me tell you and just tell you a little bit of what's going on. 
I want you to go and visit my website, <laughs> please. It is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. You'll hear information about uh, food articles that I've written. Um, you could read those online. Uh, I'll also be, have recorded um, my live recorded shows. So if you needed to catch up or you've missed any and you want to go back and just kind of hear maybe a, a recipe that you probably missed or just listen to the show again, <laughs> feel free to do so. Again, visit the unbougie foodie at gmail <laughs> at gmail <laughs> the unbougie foodie dot com. Sorry. If you want to leave me a comment or maybe a suggestion, that's where you go to the unbougiefoodie at gmail.com <laughs> uh, to leave me a, a, an email. Uh, you can always leave me a suggestion, uh, a comment about you, the show. You know, this again, as I've always said, this show is really for for listeners those that are in the community that are interested in finding out about new food places that are in the community or in the neighborhood. Um, I'm so excited on having the opportunity to share any type of information um, with you about new foods, restaurants, events, and so forth that are happening around the Twin Cities. And, you know, as we get to the colder season, I don't know, it's for, for me, it always seems like there are two seasons that are people want to either go out or want to be someplace warm and cozy. And that seems to be, well, okay. The warm and cozy part in is in the winter, you know, or in the fall. So that's kind of what I'm, uh, is in the fall. So if you're looking for a place, um, you know, that's a restaurant that is warm and just inviting for you to sit with friends or maybe just yourself and a loved one. Uh, yeah, this is the season to do that. But then also springtime when you want to just get out patio sitting, people watching. I love that, too. Those are the two seasons that I feel that are I can engage with people a whole lot more when it comes down to having any type of meal or seeing what they're feeling uh, about a particular type of cuisine. Let me know your thoughts on that as well. So again, keep in mind that you could call us here at call me here at the radio station 651-200-3479 right here on the Unbougie Foodie. Um, uh, along with um, uh, on my website, I'm jumping around a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, along on the website, um, you'll see food articles that I've written um, for a local um, community newspaper, but also just day to day food thoughts, if you would. Um, there are there's galleries of, uh, of the food and, and dishes and um places that I've gone to. So I've laid it out on the website. Once again, the unbougiefoodie.com www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Please go there, visit. Uh, You'll learn more, even more about myself as well as the show. And you'll be able to follow up on places that I've gone to Um, again, articles and I've laid it out so that it's 
very easy and simple for you to navigate around. Um, that's another thing. If you find that you're having trouble, you can't find something, let me know. I'm always uh, looking for ways to improve and make it better for audience, listeners, readers, for them to find out um, this information that I'm willing to share. Um, there's going to be recipes that I'll be adding on there uh, as well. So, yeah, make sure you bookmark it <laughs> because it's going to be around for a while, <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> Thanks so much again for tuning in. I hope you're having that cup of coffee and you're just sitting back and just enjoying the moments here with myself, the Ambuji Foodie. Uh, again, I'm your host, Wesley. Um, I'm still going to be taking phone calls. So if you'd like to, again, you know, leave a message or not leave a message, but if you'd like to call in and share your thoughts on what we were talking about of um, Thanksgiving feast and what were your favorites, what were your maybe more unique items that were there, um, you know, please feel free to do that. You know, the phone line is open six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. I want to. Uh, I mentioned already that there was a friend that created that wild rice with sausage and mushroom. I there are there's another group of friends, um, another set of friends that uh, <clears throat> I'll just say is lucky. Thank you very much for always providing me with wild rice um they are um they're another group of friends that uh really are experimental and do things very different when it comes down to cooking at home and you know providing me the white rice or excuse me the wild rice um i've always i've never really had wild rice until i've come to minnesota uh, so it's definitely a more earthy uh, rice or starched item. Uh, I am used to having, I've had brown rice, of course, and being that my parents are from Central America, I am a Belizean American, so I am going to have uh, coconut rice or uh, coconut rice and beans. So places like Marla's Caribbean uh, Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. Uh, yeah, I live and die for that. <laughs> uh, wild rice is new to me as I've come to Minnesota, but I've learned to make uh, different dishes in small batches because uh, I don't I don't think I do it very well. <laughs> so I I'm experimenting still, but. These friends that uh, have given me one ones that have given me wild rice, and also the friends that just did the wild rice for this past Thursday, they know how to prepare it very very well, and I have to learn the process uh, too. I know there's a there's a washing process, and you know um, I know how to cook rice, but I'm not sure if uh, maybe wild rice might be a little bit different. Anyway, if anybody has any suggestions on uh, the best way to do wild rice, you know, please let me know. I'm so open, um, you know, to learning more about, uh, again, new foods 
uh, or items that I've not I'm not really versed in strongly uh, I've had wild rice soup um, this the wild rice from yesterday or excuse me from Thursday was really really good I mean it had after he cooked the, um, the rice he mixed in sausage uh, and then you had sauteed some baby bella mushrooms and then mixed that all together and pre- presented that as a side dish for that uh, turkey that you know that was I'll say it was herb and white wine butter based turkey yeah that's what we'll call it uh yeah that was really really good um i told you there was another friend there there were like two groups that i two friends that invited me over so initial friend that invited me over they had uh a green bean casserole now i did not find out all the ingredients that are in this green bean casserole i mean because it wasn't just green beans I mean, it it literally had like, I think, cream cheese and then, of course, the the standard sprinkling on top of the, I suppose it's fried onions. Uh, Yeah, the mixture, though, all together, it was so tasty and it wasn't from packaged. (laughs) Um, They've gone on Pinterest and really have honed in on certain uh, recipes that they want to I guess incorporate in their menu or meals that they are providing or that they're offering uh, for their guests Uh, but however they did it it was awesome I loved it Uh, just want them to know that shout out to um, chef uh and host, hosts, uh, Sean and Jen Fetterman, thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, those green beans. And then, of course, that those potatoes, those mashed potatoes, bomb. You know, even with the extra butter <laughs> that you put in it, Sean, yeah. Um, very, very tasty. Uh, and you can see that. <laughs> on my website too so if you go to the gallery page you'll be able to actually see uh, those the mashed potatoes I didn't get a chance to get the green bean casserole but who knows I think they gave me some you know when you're a single person you you go from place to place uh, and you never leave hungry Or you never leave empty handed. I'll say that because they're always uh, willing to provide you with. uh, They realize that I'm here by myself and my family is not with me. So, you know, they're my family Uh, and they offer me feedings. (laughs) We'll we'll say it like that. Feedings (laughs) and items to feast upon at a later time. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I never really thought about, uh, you know, that's that's going to come out wrong. I was going to say I never really thought about uh, what I'm thankful for. I know what I'm thankful for. There's so many different things that I'm thankful for. Um, but it's not just specifically for the season. Uh, I mean, throughout the year, uh, throughout my life, there are so many different things. Um, 
yeah, we won't really go into it too much like that because that is a light show and it's not deep. It's just, you know, people reflect at certain times um, of the year uh, during a specific season or whatever um, on things that they have done, um, accomplishments, progress, steps that they've taken in their lives and so forth. And so that's kind of what I was talking about, too. And individuals that have been there being supportive, um, that have helped along the way and so forth. So um, I just I'm transitioning sort of but into that small segment. But um, I'm still also, you know, interested in hearing about any of your dishes that you've had out there. I know that there's got to be some interesting ones. There has to be. Um, but yeah, this is your time. Feel free to give us a call. I always say us. There's not two people in here. It's me. <laughs> 651-200-3479. I am here waiting for your phone call. Uh, I'm going to still move on, but anytime you want to interject or have a comment or share, um, just feel free to call. So I want to move on to a subject that um, it's a bit touch and go. Um and really it is it's more of a serious subject and it but however it's something that's really been on my mind um considering that we are this is not a show that's being political but in every aspect of our lives um whether it be man or woman we're faced at either making choices or faced with experiences that um, shape how we may go on, you know, our day-to-day lives. And I think this is one that um, it's a subject that's really out there right now. And it's about sexual assault. I know this show is about food, but I'm tying it in to food. Uh, or I'm bringing that into the realm of food because it is something that is very prevalent. Um, and even though we hear a number of celebrities talking about it and, and so forth, um, there are people in so many other industries that are faced with that experience uh, and harrowing experiences too. But when it comes down to individuals, specifically women in the culinary industry, um, their voices need to be heard as well. It's very important for everyone's voice to actually be heard. Um, but again, because this is a food show, a lot of times um, people feel that, you know, we, we don't really hear about that type of conversation or don't have those type of conversations Um, being that it is so prevalent right now and that topic is is so out in it's it's fire basically it's it's just fuel that's currently out there we're not going to dwell um much on it but i would really like to hear your opinions um on that as well because there are women that are and men too, but more so it's with women because of the fact that they are in an industry that seems to be male dominated. 
and I shouldn't even say seems, it is male dominated. I mean, research has shown that, you know, men dominate the, the culinary industry and world more than women. And when you think of, you know, I was doing a little bit of research and there was a point that uh, I think it was made in Time Magazine in the year 2013. Um, I, I think the article uh, was specifically uh, the food gods um, and they had men on the cover. And we know that there are a number of of women that are own their own businesses that do that are in the culinary industry and have been but have not been given the accolades, the commendations and so forth that, that men have. And even though they haven't ex- gotten those accolades and so forth, they still are actually, ex- uh, not because, uh, they are experiencing being harassed uh and you're thinking okay gosh wait a minute these are people that are working side by side they're working with uh men that you would think that either are their friends or at least their colleagues more on a professional level that they're able to um go back and forth with ideas come up with suggestions about maybe a, a type of cuisine or whatnot um it's bad enough that they don't get the recognition that they that they should uh, because they're often overlooked. Um, you know, if there is a, a executive chef at, and that he's a male, uh, oftentimes he will actually choose a male over a female for a promotion. And perhaps the female, uh, the woman has been there much more longer or you have more experience than the individual or the male that the executive chef may have chosen uh, for that promotion. Um, So that's just one side, but then having the conversations, men having conversations in the cooking area or uh, in the kitchen or uh, in the prep area, wherever they are in the restaurant, um, having inappropriate conversations about perhaps a a woman that's in their presence um, taking photos or or so forth you know while you know she's she's working professionally working and trying to get things done you know it's you know I bring that up because you know when you have you know I'm a person that has been raised around women. Um, I have three sisters. You know, I lived in a house full of women. Um, my mother, my grandmother, I think I've probably even talked about this in the past, but I have a greater respect for women. Um, respect and appreciation. Uh, because, you know, some in the past, I've learned that they were called the weaker sex and I don't really consider them the weaker sex. It's just, that's the terminology that, you know, in the past, when you're younger, when you're growing up, 
Um, that's what you hear. And, you know, for those that are Bible scholars or know about the Bible a bit, um, those are words that are used. Um, but in doing so, or in learning that, um, never have I taken advantage uh, of them being in that role. As a matter of fact, I mean, I've learned that we're supposed to revere women. I mean, I think of it as what if that were your mother, your sister, your aunt, someone that was working in that industry. And it doesn't, again, we're talking about food, but it could be any industry. Um, but if they were being catcalled at work or being harassed or just there are a number of stories that I just read online um, while doing research uh, about, you know, cooks being in, you know, there they might be in an enclosed space, but there's a way to pass by someone without inappropriately touching them. Uh, there is, a, you know, a way that we could talk about food without overly sexualizing it um, within the workplace or, you know, here you're at, you're in your professional space and you're thinking, okay, this is a place where I need to, I mean, there's no reason to have fun, but at the expense of someone else, or that is going to make someone else feel uncomfortable. I, I'm glad that the conversation is actually happening, uh, and is occurring, uh, because it needed to, it needed to happen. Um, I know that I was feeling a certain type of way. Um, I just, you know, and I wish I could understand what women specifically, but anyone that has been faced with that type of experience, um, what held them back from speaking out, whether it be that promotion, they really want to get that promotion, but if they talked out or if they said something to someone that it would prevent them from getting that promotion, maybe from being a, just a sous chef to a head chef and then maybe executive. I know everyone wants to make an advancement or move forward, but still, you know, I, I'm just, I'm interested in finding out the story um, and understanding that, you know, people need to be heard stories need to be heard and they need to be supported um, there have been a number of celebrity chefs that have spoken out in that instance uh, and again you know I again we're not I'm not trying to make this some political and everything but I'll just use one or two as an example one um, specifically that I, I I mean he wrote a scathing, uh, re you know, response, if you would, to this whole scenario that uh, women specifically are facing uh, in restaurants or in the culinary um, industry, and talking to men and how they have to do better. I mean, and it shouldn't even be that that they have to do better. They should just they should know better. They should uh, be more professional. And understand that, you know, there's no one that is, I mean, they, they are in a, a professional field and act accordingly. Um, 
and that was that was Tom Colicchio. Uh He's a celebrity chef. You've probably seen him on a number of different shows and so forth. But um, specifically, you know, he, you know, he even said himself that we we all make mistakes. He said that he had at one point, um, you know, a publicist had written something about uh, either a restaurant or a dish or something that uh, was at um, the restaurant that he is an executive sh- chef. And he used, uh, unfortunately, um, in his anger or his moment, uh, he used a gender, a gendered slur, uh, and called, you know, a few choice words, um, which was highly inappropriate, of course. And he realized that, um, we all make mistakes and, and so forth, but we learn from them. But in doing so, he felt horrible because he knew that even rate being raised at home, uh, and it does start at home, it starts at home, that his father did not tolerate at all and prohibited any type of disrespect to his um, to his mother. So why wouldn't that translate you know, to everyone, uh, you know, young men? older men you know and it, it it's i'm talking one-sided because that's what it seems to have occurred uh a man is talking a certain type of way inappropriately to a woman she making her feel uncomfortable um putting her in that situation of harassment but tom mentioned that understanding that no one should be subject to that um he has been very uh, empathetic and has is able to demonstrate how that is not going to be tolerated in either in his presence or in a restaurant that he is an owner or executive chef at um individuals will actually be dealt with um you know accordingly based on their actions you know another celebrity chef you know, Anthony Bourdain and I won't say that he is my an idol but he's not really an idol he's just I guess someone that I'm you know I look at and I'm like oh gosh I wish I could do you know some stuff that he does or whatever it's not that I'm idolizing him but he himself has mentioned you know we recognizing our recognizing personally our faults and that in a society where for him being a celebrity chef and he's been he's done so many things um his persona he gives off this macho attitude um and although he himself has talked about or talked uh against the uh, harassment um sexual harassment that would be prevalent within the culinary industry uh, towards women uh, and calling it uh, meathead culture, which he's referring to more a hypomasculine um, type of attitude that men have within whether be it. Well, you could use that in any term in any you know, industry, but that's hypermasculinity within the culinary uh, world. Um, men should be the only ones in 
or you know be head chefs or be chefs at a restaurant and so forth and then the inappropriate conversations and so forth he himself has said that you know because of his persona that people he may have been he had to question if he is himself has um been condoning that type of action or that attitude within his own restaurant or perhaps someplace that he's worked um but he wondered too if it is because of again his persona they referred to him as macho uh that people felt un uncomfortable or unable feeling that they are unable to actually come talk to him about that type of experience or scenario that they are actually having so he himself is saying that he needs to do better he wants to be a better ally for for women or for anyone that might be actually uh, faced with having or experiencing that type of treatment uh, within the culinary industry so i mean i applaud them i'm quite sure that there are others that have spoken out those were just ones that um you know as i come up as i listened uh, um to the news and just you know did my own research you know i looked at uh, the article that um tom Caligio wrote uh and just thought i mean a number of his points were just they were just they were just really without sounding you know no pun intended they were on point they really were and just redundant i know sorry but they were just on point they really were they, they he made points that were valid and in in every case whether it be in the movie or the entertainment industry, the culinary industry. Again, all of these, all of his words apply to any type of industry. It's not just culinary, um, although that was his focus. But still, the things that he mentioned and he talked about, about people really um, respecting other people. I mean, there. Why can't you respect? Why can't one human being respect another human being? I know we're all imperfect and we make mistakes and so forth, but um, learn from our mistakes and, and know that okay, we we've got to do better. We have to do better. So, I I would love to if anyone has any type of comment or conversation. Um, that they would like to further that on, please feel free to get in contact with me. You could always go to my website, uh, theunbougiefoodie.com, and leave me a comment, uh, and I will certainly get back to you. Feel free to also leave me uh, an email if you want to go a little bit more in-depth. Uh, I'm so open to having um, a conversation. I would love to actually find out too, and again, this is not something that's going to be drawn out, but I don't believe that I've had opportunity to have um, an a f- actual female chef on here. Uh, there have, have been some home chefs, which they're just as important. I've and I have had them, um, number of them. Carly, Shannon, thank you very much. 
ladies, women that are I, I look up to when it comes to preparing and cooking food or, or, or meals. They really know how to do that. But I would really also like to have um, from a professional standpoint and find their their viewpoint on a subject such as that. Uh, and even more so just finding out about what they do. So if there's anybody out there, get at me. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. There is a subject, well, not a subject, but there is a recipe I want to share. And I didn't want to sneeze, but <laughs> sorry. Um, there is, it was one that I saw trying to be better with eating and being more active and exercising and so forth. Yeah, this is the time where it's difficult because you're you're in the holiday season and you're like, man, how is it that I'm going to be able to work out and still be able to, you know, have some food with my friends? <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, there are, you know, I'm looking in men's health specifically and this month's article the uh, article but um, article volume issue that's the word I'm looking for issue yeah, it was, uh, or it's for December actually um, they had a great uh, what seemed to be a not many carbs or it basically it is some it is a dish that you're able to have and not have to worry about oh my goodness i have just stuffed myself beyond compare why did i have that uh extra steak or there's too much butter or too much cream or something like that anyway uh you know and it's entitled um a man a pan and a plan uh, and specifically, it is referring to um, the recipe is spaghetti carbonara. So it's offering a um, a twist on the tradition um, by topping the pasta with a poached egg. So you you gotta love a poached egg, you really do, um, because you're gonna you're gonna break the yolk um, before. You start to swirl in the the spaghetti or whatever, so you know it doesn't get too gummy or whatever. But really quick, here's the recipe for that. What you're gonna need: uh, three ounces of regular or whole wheat uh, angel hair pasta, one egg, one strip of bacon chopped, one teaspoon. Uh, I apologize. One tablespoon. A freshly grated Parmesan, minced parsley for gar- uh, for garnish, and then the instructions to that first is that you're going to you know in a large pan you're going to you know uh, put uh, boiling salted water. You're going to cook the pasta uh, based on the package directions, and then you're going to drain it uh, in a small pan um, of simmering water. You're then going to gently crack. Uh, the egg. Um, you're going to cook that egg, swirling it in the water until the whites really firm up. It normally takes about three to four minutes for that to happen. Um, there are a number of different ways that you could 
um, do a poached egg um, as well, but they're just telling you using a pan in this instance. So your next step would then be uh, return the um, pan uh, to medium heat uh, and you're going to cook the, the bacon until it's crisp. And that's the large pan. Um, and you're going to cook that until it's crisp. It's going to be about five minutes before that um, start, the bacon starts to crisp, uh, crisp up. Uh, after you drain most of the fat, then you're going to turn down the heat uh, to medium, and then you're going to add in the pasta. Uh, you're going to mix it really well, and then you're going to top it with the egg. And then you're going to add, if you have some, it's not it's an optional item. You know, you're going to add parmesan, and then definitely you know the parsley, uh, and then maybe even freshly ground pepper. And that normally feeds about one to two people. Uh, it talks about uh, what's 456 calories. Um, you know, it offers a bit of protein as well. Not a lot of carbs, not a lot of fat associated with it. Um, you could use olive oil too, rather than probably butter. Um, olive oil is great. It's a great um, substitute for butter. You know, especially when you're trying to keep your pasta from like sticking together. So, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was something that it was interesting to share, and I, I wanted to make sure that you know I shared it with you before um, the end of the show. So yeah, spaghetti carbonara, uh, and that's in the December issue of, uh, of Men's Health. Just you know, article information that I find and want to share. Um, I'll make it available um, online as well, or at least mention it in a post so that you could, and you know, with a link. Um, to men's health so you could find that um, yourself as well gosh it is nearing the end of the show and you know once again I want to thank you all uh, for tuning in Um, just remember that I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. always talking about uh, some food subject uh, whether it be a food event recipe like we did today I still want to find out more about any of your uh, unique and even favorite dishes that you had for the uh, holidays. Uh, Christmas might be the same thing. So if you're going to, you know, have some special stuff, just know that I'm going to want to hear about it. (laughs) Not because I'm hungry. I'm just interested. I'm interested in seeing what people make out there anyway. I want to thank you so much again for tuning in to the Unbougie Foodie right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side, where, you know, we are here for the community and want to engage with you. So please make sure you support your local uh, community radio station. Um, Again, that's WEQY LP St. Paul. Gosh, You know, the time does truly fly, and I'm glad again that you were able to spend the time with me. So, as I end every show, I want to thank you uh, and also remind you and encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be because really, it is all about the food.